It's one o'clock. Inspiration 92.3 FM. Always know this. It's all about the quality of life and finding a happy balance between work and friends and family. Philip Green. Inspiration. Inspiration. 92.3 FM. Inspiration Radio. Touch it, touch it, touch it live. Inspiration. Inspiration. 92.3. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to another session of Wellness Half Hour. My name is Justin Hill, Mind Body Coach at Carib Health. And with me in the studio is. So um, I'm Miss Ayo Ogunye, the pediatric nutritionist at Carib Health. We about that wellness is our gift from our Creator. We were bestowed with this gift. Many of us were bestowed with the gift, but along the line, something has happened. We have drifted away from wellness. We find ourselves, some of us in the pre-illness zone, while others are already in the illness zone. And what we're supposed to do is start asking the, que- uh, the right questions. What has happened? What has happened to this God-given gift? And to attempt to answer these questions, we look at five areas of our lives, which is spirituality, mindset, nutrition, and environment. So the question around spirituality, what, how is spirituality, how is my spirituality affecting my health? And one big point we talk about here is forgiveness. Forgiveness, when you hold on to unforgiveness long enough you suppress your wellness if you're going to mindset many of our thoughts are not supporting our well-being our wellness and nutrition we have consuming things that doesn't support us the lifestyle and environment pollution everywhere so taking the right step asking the right question and then acting Trying to find answers is a way to, to to trust yourself back to wellness. And today, we'll be looking at nutrition in children. We have talked about breastfeeding, and today we'll look at starting solids. And uh, our pediatrician nutritionist will um, give us um, more insight into how to go about starting solids with babies. So the first question is, breast milk is, um, is, it provides all the nourishment your baby needs uh, for the first uh, one or two years. So why should we be concerned about starting solids? Okay, thank you very much for that question. Yes. As we all know, or if you are unaware, breast milk is a complete food for your child, for your baby, for your developing child, for a myriad of reasons. 
including immune system building, brain development, and proper development of your child. Even though it is a complete food, at the mark of six months, when your child requires extra nutrients and extra calories for development, and also will require a new composition of nutrients to help facilitate their growth, you have to start including solids in their diet. Accompanying breast milk, they still need breast milk until they're about two years, but we'll go into that later on. Oh, that's good. Um, so, you're thinking about introducing solid to your baby. And um, oh, you don't know the right time it is that you want to introduce all of that. So, what time is appropriate for you to introduce um, solid to your babies? So six months is the ideal time. That is the ideal recommendation. Some people try at four months. I see some people do at two months. So please know six months is where you should start aiming from. Before then, six months and under, your breast milk is enough to provide the nutrients, the water, the calories, and everything your child needs. I see a lot of... Uh, let me say, I see... Parents who are not in a hurry to introducing uh, solids. So what can you say about that? Okay, it could be various reasons why some parents are hesitant to introduce solids. Some do notice that their child is hesitant to try solids. Some parents are, will I say, afraid that they may choke their child. Some parents are in analysis paralysis. They don't know what they can give their child. Um... Sometimes some parents just are not sure. They don't know what to do. And some parents may have their own reasons. Maybe their cultural reasons for delaying starting of solids. So if you delay starting solids until two years, that is two years of breastfeeding with no solid. Hmm. What can you say about that? Does that affect the child uh, um, in any way? Well, I do believe parent modeling is very, will be highly influential in the child. So there will be a child, even if the parents aren't saying, no, we're not giving you solids, the child will want solids because they see their parents doing that. But let's say there is a case, a child is able to grow and develop just on breast milk or infant formula or until two years. There's a development window between the ages of seven months to about nine some some studies say 11 months where a child needs to learn how to chew that is their window of opportunity to learn to chew and chewing not only affects sorry and that window of opportunity that you have not only affects the ability of a child to chew but also their ability to speak so if you see a child that is going to be on liquids just until two years you'll find out that that child also has difficulty speaking because the same muscles the same level of coordination needed to chew is needed for speech so in that case if <laughs> for your child's sake for their own socialization and development it's very important that you do introduce solids in their diet okay and uh, i'll add that um some mothers uh because the breast milk is not enough for the babies, so they consider the alternative of, of going for solids, right? Mm-hmm. 
and should we also consider we have we have been seeing uh, babies who after breast milk can't eat anything they've been picky not eating at all and um are you trying to say when we introduce when you introduce solids earlier on as as early enough these babies will grow to like the food to like food and eat more food so when it comes to child food preference there are different factors that affect it firstly while you're breastfeeding your child what did you eat whatever you eat will be a will be sort of a palate um palate primer for your child even while your child was in the womb what you eat will be a palate primer for the child as they come out secondly when it's time to introduce solids at that six month mark it's important that you're giving your child a variety of foods so that they understand that food is there's a lot to eat and that they have a choice to eat so that they're not confined to certain foods textures preferences also starting solids early enough like i said during that window for chewing development that's another um, way to help prevent the picky eating also also like i did mention giving them a variety of foods that's very important the variety introducing varieties of different foods and if possible or depending on your parental schedule giving your child the food that you eat as a family but you just adjust it for their level of preference such as their salt intake their chewing capabilities sugar intake honey intake etc like i said said earlier on parent modeling is so powerful for a child so if your child sees you eating certain things and they're eating it they're less likely to reject it okay you have touched on the next question i want to answer to ask which is uh how do you go about introducing solids <laughs> i guess this is what everybody will be looking forward to to hearing how do you introduce solids now six as i did mention six months is the ideal time to start but sometimes your child might start to show certain signs um, and those signs are what are very important to look out for now there are four important signs can your child hold themselves up with little to no support? Can they sit up straight? Can they hold their head up for about the duration of their meal, which most children is about five, sorry, 15 minutes? Can they um, hold and grasp, grasp food? Can they grasp it with their fingers? Can they grasp things with their hands? Because you want them to be able to hold the utensils, play with the food, eat the food. And lastly, does your child show any interest of wanting to eat solids? Is your child going into your plate wanting to try what you're eating? Do they look at your food as you're putting it in your mouth? Do they seem curious at what you're eating? That's when you know that your child is ready to start solids. Now, how do you introduce it? Depending on... So at the six month to seven month mark, they have these signs, they exhibit these signs. How would you start giving them? Ideally, you should be giving them the foods that you can eat as an adult. There are just certain guidelines that you must follow. The guidelines being that the food should be mushy. It should be soft enough. It can be in a puree form. It can be something that they can hold. Maybe like boiled carrots. Very soft that if they held it, that it, they could possibly use pressure to 
disintegrate or to mash it themselves. Bananas, very, very soft foods. Those are the sorts of foods you start off with. Next, you start off with one food at a time. You let them know so that they can start it out. They're trying it out. They're learning a new skill. They're learning to interact with their food and everything they're eating. So start off with one food at a time. So you can start off with an avocado. You can start off with mashed bananas. You can start off with mashed sweet potatoes one at a time. Thirdly, as maybe at the six month mark, six to seven months, when you are introducing the solids, know that at this point, breast milk is still their main source of food and nutrients. So those solids come as an accompanying food you are introducing them to the the foods you're getting them used to eating these mashed foods so what do you do you serve them maybe a spoonful there's a baby spoons a spoonful two two three twice a day so it's see it as the baby is having a snack a snack of their solids when they first start and then as time goes on you can then begin to replace meals and then reducing the breast milk that they are taking and that is also age dependent as a child gets older you start making corrections and adjustments wow you have made mention of your baby showing interest in your food the food you're eating and uh these days we see parents don't eat around their children so Will all of that affect the child's um, eating behavior? Because, um, like, I'm not used to a particular food, or you're not used to a particular food, and I, I brought my, my, my native dish to you, and I say you should eat. You have not had any experience whatsoever with that particular food. You don't have any sensory experience with that. And then I just introduce it to you to eat. Will you be willing to accept such a food? I really like that analogy you have put because it gives a clear picture of, because sometimes I have clients come in and they're confused. They're like, why doesn't my child want to eat this? I don't understand. They need to eat this. The first thing I ask is, do you eat that? Or if you eat that, do you eat that in the presence of your child? And they begin to wonder, they're like, no, they're busy. And of course, it's very understandable. Both parents are working, trying to provide the best life for their child and for themselves. And it's very understandable. And like Mr. Justin has said, if someone brings you their native food, you've never seen it before, you've never had it before, you've never played, you've never tasted it before, you're more likely to be adverse to trying it. And that's the same thing with your child. Maybe some children are very adventurous they want to try everything but that's usually not the case with all children so as parents we do understand you have busy schedules no one is um no one is arguing with that it's so it's 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 it is a problem but also it should be a priority to have meals with your child so that they are exposed to the foods you're eating like i said parent modeling is powerful and shaping a child's eating habit so whether it's on if it's only on the weekend you're able to do that then do that let that be your family bonding time when you eat when you play together your children are watching even though they're six months they're seven they're watching and they want to do what you do so if you want them to eat certain foods you have to also be eating those foods in their presence okay so let me go into another question Mm -hmm. which is uh how many times 
do you offer the solid in a day? And another question would be, if a child refuses a particular food at a particular time, should you continue uh, introducing that particular food or you should just keep it away that uh, your child don't want to eat that? Okay, so the first question is, rather, could you repeat the first question? How many times in a day? Yes. Okay. okay, how many times in a day? Like I mentioned earlier, when you first start off at the six month mark, so maybe six months to about eight months or so, you are introducing foods as more of a snack. Breast milk is still the main meal, but you're going to introduce maybe two to three spoonfuls, baby spoonfuls of mashed foods twice a day. Then as they get to nine months, you begin to introduce, you can introduce a larger meal, maybe about half of a baby um, plate, the small baby plate servings once a day, they're still taking their breast milk. Then at one year, you can replace a whole meal or two meals and breast milk now becomes a snack. So within that one year, um, let me say 18 months to 24 months, you will see that your feedings, breast milk feedings can reduce drastically. It becomes literally a snack. It, it now reverses towards the end of the two years, the last six months of the two years. And then your child is having um, texture appropriate um seasoning and salt appropriate foods at that time you're still not introducing any salt no no seasoning cubes no sugar in their foods you're just giving them the foods as it is and then later on as their teeth come um, start to come out they can chew but the food is still soft still very soft but you can give them um main meals essentially and then question number two again please um, question number two is um, um, okay. How many times and um, should you? Oh, it just escaped my mind. Now. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> when you remember, we'll get back to it. Okay. Yeah. So uh, when it comes to, I see parents sometimes force feed their babies. What can you say about force feeding? Please don't force feed your child. Your meal time should be a for a an atmosphere of enjoyment. It should be enjoyable for you, enjoyable for mom, dad, caretaker, whoever whomever. Let's not forget food is also a socializing activity, it's an activity where we come together and bond. And that's the same thing your child is feeling. So if your child is rejecting food, there's a saying that you can give the child what to eat, but they choose what they, how much they want to eat. So if baby or child or your toddler is not eating the food, serve them a little, let them eat it, let them not eat it. Also serve accompanying with them foods that they will eat. So make sure, like I said, they have something that they can eat and also the accompanying food of what they should not eat. And I just remember the question. You ask, what should we do if a child does not eat the food the first time you give them? You keep reintroducing food. Even you yourself, you know as an adult, there are times where you've been given food the first time you didn't eat it. The second time you didn't eat it. The third time you start to warm up to it. So exposure brings about the ability to want to try out new things. So continually expose your child to that food. 
and they will ex- accept it. Let them see you eat it. They will accept their they they will accept it within time. So just give it time. Introduce that food to them as often as possible. Some people say fifteen to twenty times. So just keep introducing it, and then they will be more open to eating the food. Okay, good. Um, so can you give us an example of foods you can introduce your your baby maybe at six months? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think to start off this, we will start off with food you should not give your baby at six months. Now, babies, they are learning to chew. Because we as adults can chew, we take it for granted that it's a skill we have to learn. Now, because it's a skill we have to learn, you have to increase the level of difficulty. So you don't want to start off with the most difficult food for the child. What am I trying to say? So foods that are hard that are circular, that can pass through the windpipe easily, are food you should avoid so that they do not choke. Things that can easily stick to the roofs of their mouths should avoid. So things like bread, bread should be avoided. If you're giving things like nut butters, peanut butter, it should be watered down. Those are avoided. So foods like grapes, hard apples, hard carrots, hard foods in general should be avoided so that your child does not choke. Groundnuts avoided. Now, what can we give our child? We must give them soft, mashy foods. Foods that require little to no chewing. That they can easily manipulate in their mouths and just swallow. So things like our avocados, bananas, um, sweet potatoes. Very soft plantain. You mash it up. Um, some people like to give their babies the food to hold. That they cut the foods in, in holdable forms. Um, that's what is called finger foods. The food like in a carrot you can cut the carrots into quarters into four long strips you boil them give them to eat and the baby will manipulate with their hands it's good you give a child those sorts of foods that they can manipulate with their hands so they can learn how to put food they can learn the skill and the coordination of carrying food from the plates and into their mouth so excellent for coordination so things like amala and iwedu excellent we all know those ones it just slides down the throat Pap, excellent, excellent again. There's also this multi-grain blend, Tom Brown. There are so many versions now that I see online, but it's multi-grain. You can cook it in a um, cereal semi-solid form. That is excellent to give to your child. And also because it's multi-grain, it has multiple different nutrients from different sources. You can give that to your child and that's something they can easily swallow. So the rule of thumb is always give them something that is soft easy to manipulate with their hands, very soft to manipulate with their hands, and what can slide down the throat easily. Impressive. I hope all of us are listening. Mothers, I hope you are gaining all the knowledge. I know a lot of mothers are concerned about the hygiene of the food. So, anything to say about the hygiene of the food? How they should prepare the food? Yes, so- very important. Thank you so much for bringing that up. Now, because children under five years, their immune systems are still developing, they are more prone to foodborne illnesses. So, we have to take extra care and precaution when it comes to children. 
What should we do? Wash our hands and wash baby's hands before meals. Two, make sure our utensils are cleaned and they have been separated. So the things you are using to cook meats, chickens, fish, is not what you should use to cut up their fruits, their vegetables, the foods that they're going to eat. If you are eating fruits and vegetables, make sure that they are cooked. At this stage, they are going to be cooked. For the ones that cannot be cooked, like bananas and things like that, make sure they are peeled off from the skin. If you're cooking things like carrots, beetroot, sweet potatoes, make sure you take off the skin. If you like keeping on the skin, make sure you disinfect in salt and vinegar. Make sure everything that the child is eating that came from the ground and they're eating it raw is disinfected with salt and vinegar. Any food that is cooked, one, should be served immediately to the child. Let it cool down a bit and they eat it. Or if they're not eating it immediately, it should be refrigerated. Anything a child leaves in their plate, any leftovers should be thrown away because you don't want to give the child that food to eat again. It's been contaminated and should not be eaten. And everything again should be washed thoroughly, washed if possible in hot water or warm water, disinfected and to be used again. Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, the next question I would like to ask you is, you know, we have, as grown-ups, we are so concerned about our uh, protein. Mm-hmm. Uh, every now and then we hear someone say, oh, there is no protein in your food, there is no protein in your food, there is no protein in my food, and all of that. So what are the nutrients, what nutrients are necessary for children at this particular age now one of the reasons why children must transition from breast milk to solid food is because at the six month mark the breast milk does does contain some nutrients but not in the level and quantity the child needs at the time example being vitamin d vitamin d is something that a child needs and that can be gotten from i mean from the mushrooms and foods that they eat some from fish as well we have fatty acids that they need for brain development you have things like your avocados your mackerel that's where they need their those those nutrients from vitamin k comes from avocados as well they need that spinach as well but spinach later on because it's a bit fibrous um we have things like your iron your calcium your folate iron it's gotten from where beetroot you have beef liver but beef liver have you have to be cautious with that because of vitamin a toxicity we have even mackerel titus fish that we locally call that is excellent that is a excellent nutrient dense food for your child that is something that they and it's also protein that is something that you need your child introduced to but make sure bones are removed thoroughly it is boiled and mackerel is very soft so it's not a problem for the child to eat so those are some nutrients and some foods that they need. Now on to wellness half hour. Today we are discussing nutrition in children, focusing on starting solids. And the number to call is zero seven zero zero nine two three. Nine two three nine two three. What's up, number? Zero eight one seven 
Thank you, Ayutunde Oguye. So, what final words do you have to say to your audience? Well, what I would say is that the most important thing is that you're giving your child local Nigerian food. That is your first choice for their solids. And making sure that the food is made in a texture that they can chew on, is made without salt, sugar, and seasoning cubes. And that's it. You'll find it very easy to wean your child off breast milk and give them what they need. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Until next week. Sometime on Sunday. Thank you. So good afternoon, saying it with music is a special one again today. Last week we had Harry Belafonte who died at the age of 96 and now we have another Nigerian well, wave maker of many years standing, uh, Chris Mba who died recently, last week actually, and uh, we'll be paying tribute to him today. Uh, unfortunately, I wouldn't say that we're just busy playing music of, the, of those who have gone, but we also always remember those who are still with us. Of course, this is saying it with music, and Chris Mba says, Baby, don't cry. And it's a very special one, and I'm going to ask you to just listen to it as we hit it on now. <laughs> <laughs> 